You are Locked On Lions, your daily podcast on the Detroit Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, here we go. Let's plate this dish and discuss your Detroit Lions once again right here on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this Thursday, September 13th into Friday, September 14th as we preview Lions and 49ers Sunday, 4 o'clock in San Francisco. The great Tom Brenneman and Chris Spielman on the call on Fox in what should be a very, very interesting game and a huge game for the Lions. And I know it's only week two, but if they go out 0-2 after this one and then have to face Bill Belichick and the Patriots for week three on Sunday night football, this season may be over and in over in a hurry. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening and joining us right here on Megaphone.fm, our home, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Alexa, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you listening and joining us here on the program today. Coming up on Locked on Lions today, my keys to the game is down to one key. One key for the Lions to win in San Francisco Sunday afternoon. I'll tell you what that is coming up. Also, injury report. Two very, very important players on the Lions' lines, offensive and defensive, may not be playing Sunday in San Francisco. Not good news. We'll get into that as well and how that affects this game in a little bit. And also, the national reporters, the national uh, big mouse, the national pundits are all weighing in on the Detroit Lions. There is one guy nationally that maybe had the worst take, the worst hot take in the history of hot takes. We're going to play it for you, and I'm going to react to it. All of that coming up today here on Locked on Lions. Today's podcast proudly brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. You win, they pay at MyBookie. And by our friends at The Athletic. Get 40% off your subscription by going to theathletic.com slash LockedOnLions. Lock that in right now. All right, so where do I begin? Lions and 49ers coming up this Sunday. Let's do the injury report first. TJ Lang, bad back, has now missed the first two days of practice. So Lang out. And it doesn't look good for TJ to be playing on Sunday in San Francisco, which would mean Joe Dahl would be my guess, would be your starting right guard for this weekend. Uh, I I don't know what what really to say about this other than since TJ has become a Detroit Lion, and we're big TJ Lang fans here, and the guy was an alternate for the Pro Bowl and ended up playing in the Pro Bowl last year. The Lions need him healthy, but he just can't stay healthy. And again, this is a guy over 30 years of age whose body's breaking down. So let's see about T.J. Lang, but two full days of practice. Yesterday's walkthrough, yes, the Lions went through a walkthrough yesterday on Wednesday, and Matt Patricia was asked about it today via conference call. I don't know, it's Patricia's birthday, and he didn't meet with the media. He did it on the phone. I don't know what that's all about. But, you know, they had a walkthrough yesterday, which is a little bit interesting, and then a practice today, and T.J. missed both of those. Ziggy Ansa is listed as limited practice, the last two days with his shoulder injury. Uh, There were reports yesterday that the Lions were hopeful that Ziggy would play, but the members of the media that saw him said he was very, very limited on the side. And and quite honestly, Ziggy Ansa probably will give it a go on Sunday, but I don't expect much from him. Not at all. Because he's UCZ. He's urgent care Ziggy. He'll play in the game, but he won't be effective. Because he's never effective when he's not 100%. Look at the tape. When he's healthy, he's pretty good. But you don't have a healthy Ziggy Ansah for Sunday, and yes, he does line up and play, 
but how, how effective will he be being limited in practice the last two days? Those are two major injuries up front for the Detroit Lions. So we'll see where that takes them for this Sunday in San Francisco. Remember, the Niners were a six-win team last year, but people had high expectations for them. They lost this past weekend in Minnesota, didn't play all that well, and turned the ball over four times. Now they're coming home. And as Brian Peacock told us on the Locked On Lions, Locked On Niners crossover podcast yesterday, he thinks there's no way the Niners don't come home and win and don't win. He sees them bouncing back. It's usually with the NFL going back to the old Wojo days. The up-down theory? Yeah, San Francisco coming home should get well against the Lions. But those are two big, big concerns with no T.J. Lang and no Ziggy Ansah. For as poorly as the Lions have looked in August and September, they've been relatively healthy. That's the scary thing. Matt Stafford got knocked around last weekend. But, well, according to Stafford uh, yesterday, "Ah, I wasn't sacked. There were no sacks, so the offensive line played pretty well. Anybody waiting for Matt Stafford to say anything significant to the media, you're going to have to keep waiting because that's not going to happen. All right, let's talk about the key to the game. And then I want to play you some audio that that is is pretty shameful and and gross. Um, I'm picking one thing. Usually every Thursday we talk about three keys or three things that we think will be key to the victory for the Lions on Sunday. Last week I told you special teams would be huge. And yet it was the uh, the Jets who outplayed the Lions on special teams and actually returned a punt very uh, far for a, a, a good yardage with Andre Roberts and then a touchdown as well, uh, which was very surprising because the Jets' cover teams in the preseason were brutal. We talked about the run game having to be key and carry on Johnson. The guy got five carries, uh, barely scratched uh, 15 yards. And then we talked about the offensive or the defensive line getting a push on Sam Darnold, and that didn't happen. This weekend, I'm telling you, there's going to be one thing that I'm circling. Two words for you. George Kittle. George Kittle. All right. Second round draft pick two years ago out of Iowa. This is a guy that the Lions have got to stop. Matt Patricia called him an outstanding tight end the other day. Last weekend against the Minnesota Vikings, arguably the best defense in the league, he had five catches for 90 yards. He has a career high of 100 yards, which he had last year in Week 17. The Lions have had a history, and you guys know this. I'm not telling our Locked On Lions listeners anything you don't already know. And, of course, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. George Kittle can really play. And the Lions have got to find a way to stop number 85 in white, George Kittle. Well, he'll be in red Sunday. I'm looking at a picture of him from last week where he was 85 in white. Good tight end, good hands, excellent route runner, tough. All right, and a guy that is going to give the Lions fits, going to give them fits on Sunday unless they can put a stop to it. So if the Lions can't get it done this weekend against George Kittle and he goes for a big game, Lions will have no chance. And we've seen it going back to even last year when the Lions were getting chewed up by the likes of Ed Dixon, a journeyman tight end. Imagine what they're going to do against George Kittle. Now, here's another thing. How much is Glover Quinn going to have to play one-on-one and possibly guard George Kittle? Because Glover Quinn's snap count was down Monday night 
Is this the beginning of the end for the veteran safety? And we've talked about this a couple of times. Glover Quinn hinting at retirement back in the spring, didn't show up for the voluntary workouts, then got to the mandatory workouts and kind of hinted at, yeah, I, I thought about retirement. No, 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 I didn't really do it. All right. But Glover Quinn played under Kyle Shanahan in Houston when Shanahan was the offensive coordinator of the Texans. He'll know where Glover Quinn is on the field. And we'll have to see how it's going to be Sunday if Quinn's going to have to be matched up against Kittle, Jared Davis, all these guys, the Lions have had a history of tight ends killing them. This is a really, really good one in number 85. That's the guy. And you know this. Look at the weapons on this Niners offense. Their number one receiver is Pierre Garçon. Their number one running back is Alfred Morris. There's not a lot there. And I know some Niner fans are angry with me because I went on the, the crossover podcast and kind of made fun of their, of their skill position players. I'm not making fun of George Kittle. He's really good. An up-and-comer that can play. So that, that's my big key, man, is going to be Kittle and how the Lions deal with him. Because I think that's going to be something that is is extremely important um, on Sunday. Hey, ever since we started doing the podcast, people have always asked us for gambling advice. Who are you going to bet on this week? What about Thursday night football, Bengals and Ravens? Ooh, you can get the line, you can bet on it, and you can do it up at mybookie.com. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to go to my bookie. All right, they've been in business for years. They got great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I'm urging you make your way to my bookie because if you win, they pay. They've been slammed with new betters lately, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. So listen to this: if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 of free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar as well. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. All right. And if you're creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play, enter the promo code LOCKEDON25. All right. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you get the extra 25 bucks in free play by using the promo code LOCKEDON and add 25 to the end of it. It's up to you guys. But I'd wait until after dinner and then take that extra money. Go to M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Don't forget to use the promo code, either Locked On or after 7 p.m., Locked On 25. You play, you win, you get paid with my bookie. All right, so the Lions are the laughing stock of the league. They're 0-1. They get dropped by 31 points Sunday against the Jets. Everybody is piling on. Colin Cowherd, Skip Bayless, all the national people just piling on your Honolulu Blue and Silver Detroit Lions. Piling on. I want you to take a listen to this. You will not even believe it. This is Stephen A. Smith this morning on ESPN's first take with Max Kellerman and Damian Woody, the former Lion and former Jet, in regards to what Detroit has on its coaching staff and the issues that it have arisen. This is courtesy of ESPN. Listen to this absolute joke of a take. 
There's two things that need to be pointed out. Number one, Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, he's, 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 he's the offensive coordinator uh, for the Detroit Lions. Think about it. Come on, y'all. It's 2018, y'all. Come on now. You hear the name Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> I mean, that just takes you. That just takes you back. Me I'm up, just gonna man. leave it. There. I'm not knocking Jim Bob Cooter. Just the name. It just takes you I back to a different time. Right, it just takes you back to a different time. All right. And listen, listen. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say I didn't bring a porn star, Jimmy. I mean, I mean, this is. I'm being very nice. He's that's right, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Damn right. That's He's his nickname. You're going that, to that, Vegas that, today. I'm nervous a, for that's everybody. That's his nickname right now until he showed me something else on the football field. But let me say this: You got Cooter, all right, the offense coordinator, 272 yards passing, completed 66 percent of his passes. I'm talking about Matthew Stafford since he took over as offensive coordinator. I understand that you wanted to keep him, but did it ever occur to you that people might have figured them out? Number one. Number two. Paul Pascalini is your defensive coordinator. Paul Pascaloni. Yep. Pascaloni. Yep. Formerly of Syracuse, right? Pascaloni. He used to coach at Syracuse, right? Yep. How old is this man? How long has he been around? This is why I'm bringing this up. Call it nepotism, call it whatever you want. Oh, we gonna take care of this guy because he took care of me, you know, back in the day. Does that mean that he's the best guy for the job? See, this kind of stuff that's going on in the NFL that nobody talks about. It's just me. Is it just me? What? What? Who? Who thought about? Could you say his name again, Paul? What? Paul Pasqualoni. Pasqualoni. <laughs> who was thinking about Paul Pasqualoni before Matt Patricia arrived? See, it's kind of stuff that I'm just trying to say. So a whole said, bunch of candidates out there. So you, the say, so you say he's a scrub? Is that? I, I, you say he's a scrub? I, I, I'm not saying he's a scrub. I'm saying I don't know whether he is or not. <laughs> I, I, I do know there's some golden boys out there that you could have used to bring some wrinkles into the equation. Wow. That audio courtesy of ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. Um, where do I even begin with this? Number one, I don't care how old a coach is. If a coach is old but is good, who cares? There was some serious ageism going on there. Age discrimination by Stephen A. Smith. Talking about how old Paul Pasqualoni is. Paul Pasqualoni is 69 years of age. Wade Phillips is the defensive coordinator of what some people believe is the best defense in the NFL, or one of them in the L.A. Rams. Wade Phillips is 71 years old. Dick LeBeau, recently retired from the Tennessee Titans after three years there, spent forever with the Steelers, the former Lion, Dick LeBeau, retired at age 80. He was coaching at age 80 and still considered a terrific defensive coordinator with both Pittsburgh and as assistant head coach. I believe under Mike Malarkey, in Tennessee. So, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that how old a person is, Paul Pasquale, oh, he's old, makes a difference? And what's with the name stuff? Paul Pasqualini didn't even know his name, and then spent five minutes making fun of Jim Bob Cooter's name. If Jim Bob Cooter's name was Bob Smith... Would he have done that? I don't care, nor should Stephen A. Smith. And I don't hate Stephen A. Smith like some people do or love him. I'm neutral. I understand his role. I get what he does. He's become a cartoon character. I get it. But making fun of Jim Bob Cooter and talking about the porn names and everything else, talk about the play calling. Talk about the fact that they were predictable. Talk about the fact that... In game one, their stuff got snuffed out. But making fun of Jim Bob's name is Harry High School stuff. 
Yes, we're aware. Our offensive coordinator here in Detroit is named <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> Do you know what else is a cooter? A nickname for a cooter? <laughs> we get it. All right? I just thought that that segment lacked any kind of value at all. Yes, Paul Pasqualoni was a defensive coordinator and a D-line coach in the NFL. Yes, he came over from Boston College. And because he had friends like Matt Patricia, and they, they, they worked together at Syracuse many years ago, and Patricia was basically a grad assistant on Coach P's staff, that's how it works. He was talking about nepotism. Look at all of sports. That's how it works. That's how Donnie Nelson, Don Nelson's son, became a general manager in the NBA. That's how Brian Colangelo, Jerry Colangelo's son, became a general manager in the NBA. You see it all the time. Nepotism, uh, uh, sons of people, uh, Ryan McDonough, another NBA GM, Sean McDonough's brother, Will McDonough's son. This is nothing new. Paul Pasqualoni's, Matt Patricia's playing buddy ball. Bob Quinn was playing buddy ball, hiring his buddy. Patricia hires his buddy. You don't think Bill Belichick doesn't do some of that too? Nick Saban, his buddy was Bobby Williams. Eventually, when Bobby Williams was gone for Michigan State, he hired him at Alabama. So I just think this take of nepotism... Paul, it's one game. I think the Lions look horrible. But the national media is just burying them after one game and destroying them. Maybe Matt Patricia is not the right guy for the job. Maybe. But it's one game. Now, preseason was terrible. I'm taking a step back today. I'm not ready to call Matt Patricia the next Josh McDaniels or Rich Cotite or uh, Eric Mangini just yet. I'm not ready to do that yet. Did I say the other day on the podcast, maybe he's Mo Cheeks? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Doesn't look good. But boy, oh boy, nationally, people are just killing the Lions. Where where was this nationally weeks ago? Nobody nobody said a word. Now, maybe it's because it's the Lions and not a lot of people care. Maybe it's because they were on Monday Night Football and played a New York team that everybody was watching. But I got news for you. There's 15 more games to go. The Niners are not world beaters. They don't have Reuben Foster. Jarek McKinnon is hurt. If you're the Lions, go out there and win. Garoppolo's still unproven. I know he's got $137 million. Still unproven. This is Alfred Morris we're talking about here. Go win that game. San Francisco's not a 10-point favorite. They're a five-and-a-half, six-point favorite. For a reason. They're not that good. All right, theathletic.com, folks. I'm telling you, if you want fantastic subscription-based content, a publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans, you've got to check out The Athletic. Their model is simple. No ads, no pop-ups, no autoplay videos. I was talking to my buddy Jack Donnelly over at U of D High the other day. He subscribed to The Athletic, and he absolutely loves it. He can't get enough. Readers subscribe for authentic, in-depth sports coverage written by journalists who know their teams inside and out. Coverage will begin, it will go beyond game recaps, trade speculation to provide smarter analysis, and a deeper perspective about teams and the league. Chris Burke, who covers the Lions for TheAthletic.com, is absolutely phenomenal. We've had him on the podcast many times. He's really, really good. 
All right, so if you subscribe, you get access to local and national content with more than 650 to 700 news stories published every week across all sports. And again, our guy, Chris Burke, fantastic. Fantastic. Check out The Athletic, all right? And check out everything that Chris Burke writes covering the Lions, the guys that cover the Red Wings, Pistons, uh, Tigers, Tigers uh, uh, with Emily uh, Walden or whatever her last name is, doing the minor league stuff. The, the, the Tigers all of a sudden are the greatest minor league system of all time. Just check it out. Theathletic.com backslash locked on Lions. If you go to that link, theathletic.com backslash locked on Lions, click on that. Good for 40% off a first year subscription, just $2.99 a month. Do it up. It's theathletic.com slash locked on Lions. It's the Athletic. All right, we're not going to be on again doing Locked On Lions until Sunday after the game, so I'm going to give you my prediction right now. Uh, yes, I think the Lions can go out there and win. I think the Lions, yes, should go out there and win and knock off San Francisco, but I don't see it happening. I don't. So I'm going to pick San Francisco, like I said yesterday on the podcast, maybe 27-14. I think this Lions offense uh, will struggle out there, um, even though Reuben Foster is not playing. I, I anticipate another loss, unfortunately, until this team can get it together. I know Matthew Stafford talked Wednesday about, oh, they're going to change around some things and hand signals and everything else. I don't have faith that Jim Bob Cooter is going to get the job done. I don't. But I'm not sitting here telling you it's a lock this weekend. It's the Niners and nothing else. The Lions should beat them based on the talent on this roster. But going out there for a short week and having to play the Niners on the West Coast, I think it spells doom for this football team. I hope I am wrong. So that'll do it for this Locked On Lions edition Thursday into Friday, September 13th into September 14th. Locked On Lions brought to you by MyBookie and TheAthletic.com. We'll talk to you again after Sunday's game in San Francisco. See everybody.